to our second podcast, The Dore to BIM, brought to you by Opening Studio. We're focused on the ever-expanding topic of building information modeling and how you can improve your workflow and professional experience through digital technologies. Today's conversation is a bit timely as we'll be focused on the pros and cons of working remotely and how it is affecting the construction industry. My name is Erin Desmond, and with me today is a globally representative panel from Asa Bloy, comprised of remote working veterans that will share some of their experiences with you. Thanks so much for joining our podcast. Let's get started with introductions. Thank you, Erin. Um, my name is Morten Daniel Chanel. I'm the uh, BIM development manager for Asa Abloy in EMEA. And I wo work out of the um, Norwegian Asa Abloy office. I've been with uh, Asa Abloy for seven years. Um, and uh, through my, my work, I travel a lot. So I'm pretty used to working remote, either from hotel rooms, airports, uh, my home or um, yeah, other places in Europe, at least in Africa. Hi, uh, my name is Vido. I work out of the Middle East and I'm based in Dubai. I've been with Asa Abloy for around three years now. I head the specifications and consultancy department for the Middle East. Uh, and uh, remote working is something I've done uh, even my previous jobs in the previous firms. Uh, this is Erin Ben. I am uh, based in the United States in the, in the center of the country. I'm in Kansas City. I've been with Asa Abloy uh, just coming up on seven years. I am our opening studio customer success manager for the Americas. Um, and my experience working from home, typically I actually work from an office. I'm, I'm rather unique uh, compared to my coworkers, but um, my working from home experience has been on and off over the years and currently is full time. Hi, all. Thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Tommy Chan, uh, opening studio consultant uh, based in San Francisco and covering California, uh, Oregon, and Washington here on the West Coast. I've been on the America team since last year, and since, uh, before that, I was part of the Asabloy Asia Pacific division and based in Hong Kong, uh, for which I joined back in 2016. So I've been here for four years in total. Uh, I just started working remotely when I first came here to the U.S., so I'm still pretty new to, new to it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about uh, what it is like to work remotely, and so glad to have you all on our panel. So let's chat. How has working remotely changed the way that you work? One thing is that, you know, one thing is working from home. The other thing is working remote from, from other places. Um, you get quite good at um, at uh, working um, in portions, I would say. So, especially when traveling and working remote, uh, you take you take um, take work piece by piece. So, if you have some extra time at an airport, or if you have some, you know, extra time at the hotel. I uh, you sit down and you you work out pieces that you plan to work on so planning the work um and being able to stick to a plan while traveling uh I guess it's been one of the the biggest change also you get quite computer or not well I wouldn't say computer savvy but you get uh you get 
quite good at managing different type of of um, remote um, communication tools. So things like um, uh, online meetings, uh, just getting onto uh, to different type of networks and and all of this. I guess you know, in my case, it's it's it haven't been kind of a before and after uh, working remotely uh, because I've always been working remotely. I've been always been working partially um, at the office, partially at a construction building site, partially at home for my entire career. So this is uh, that this has been before I worked with Asablo. Even this is you know, it's always been the way that I worked. Aaron, how about yourself? You said that uh, you are kind of in a unique situation. So how has uh, working remotely changed the way you work? Well, I think, I think Martin brings up a really interesting point. There's kind of two different levels of working remotely. Um, while I'm used to going to an office normally, and now I'm, I'm not, I'm working from home, there is that travel. If you have a job where you travel, um, you have to consider when you are away on the road, how you're approaching things. I mean, as he said, you get you get 20 minutes in an airport, how many emails can you answer in that 20 minutes? You don't have to do it later, I think is really important um, that when you have time, when you're traveling and working remotely, you make up time where you can, as often as you can, just so you're not constantly working when you are home because you're trying to catch up from traveling. Um, in general, though, working from home versus going into an office for me, I think the biggest thing is that everything is so close that I'm actually maybe getting more things done because I literally can just walk down the hall to get to my desk uh, versus um, before when I would just, you know, I only worked when I was at the office for the most part, unless I had a project I was trying to catch up on. Um, I find that, um, so I'm being more productive sometimes, but I also can swing in the exact opposite direction where I lose productivity because I get distracted. I, I can actually make lunch. You know, normally when I work in an office, I bring my lunch. Well, when I'm working at home, I can walk away and go make lunch. And that may take much more time than I'm expecting. And so there's kind of funny differences like that. And I also find staying in touch with everybody is really important when you're working remote too. Um, and I believe we're going to talk about that a little bit more, but yeah. uh, that's a big deal too, is keeping up with everyone when you're on your own uh, can be challenging. Yeah. Vinu, how about yourself? Uh, kind of with Morton there. So we've been, I've been working out, uh, uh, working out of the office, uh, especially during meetings. Uh, so you're usually out for a day. So and I, I have a habit of clubbing meetings for a day. And then in between meetings, you're at a coffee shop or even my role prior to ASAP law, I, I usually used to work on a coffee shops and, and then go to the office. But working at home was not exactly something I was uh, very comfortable with because you know you might get a bit too comfortable. As uh, Aaron said, if you want to make lunch, you just go to the kitchen and make yourself a sandwich. Uh, while in the office, you you don't usually do that. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, working from home is different. And uh, again, how to space out is another thing. I mean, when to sorry, when to check out or mm. is an issue. And then this 
but one of the major difference which I found is uh, when I'm when my tasks are all around uh, when I'm working as an independent unit, it makes more sense and it's not affecting much. Uh, but at the moment, I have a team to manage, and then uh, those dynamics kick in. So in the office, we had routines on how we. Uh, how we assign the task or how, how we manage our to-do list and we're working around the table and we're pretty much in, in each other's face uh, with anything so we had to emulate that when uh, we were working out of the home so that was a little different uh, but yeah i think we're getting that productivity wise we've been up so far uh, but in the last one and a half weeks uh, uh, in all metrics is we're doing really well but I hope none of us are burning out. That's all. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's easy to do. And that's something that we'll definitely get to uh, later in the conversation here. Tommy, how about yourself? How do you feel that working remotely has changed the way you work? Yeah, so I feel the same thing as both Aaron and Vina here, actually. So first and foremost, I think that I spend a lot more time in trying to reach out to people. Uh, previously, when you were in office, uh, especially while uh, you know, said regarding uh, team dynamics and, and what you could do as a team uh, uh, on location is that you could just basically just reach out, schedule a meeting, and everything was basically a natural part of your day where uh, you could get into the office and um, uh, things could just evolve uh, in a way that made sense. Uh, whether it's you know uh, you need to put out a fire together or, or you need to book a meeting when you encounter difficulties or difficulties or an issue uh, or trying to resolve an issue in a sense. Uh, but working from home, uh, you're kind of isolated from everybody else and everybody's processes. So you really need to take one step forward in order to realize and, and make things uh, as efficient as, as it was in an office location. So uh, that's been my biggest uh, issue so far, I think, personally, since I haven't really been doing this uh, as long as uh, uh, the other attendees, uh, the other panelists, in a sense. Um, I work from office uh, uh, in Hong Kong, and I felt like I had a lot more resources there. So basically trying to imitate that environment when I'm at home uh, has been the biggest way uh, that things has changed for me. Yeah, I can see that. So I guess the question then becomes, you know, is this since productivity is is going up and we're finding those resources, is this finally the time when offices will realize that they can go full digital, paperless? I mean, I know that that's something that we advocate for. Um, do you think now is the time? Morton, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I think through, through the situation that we're in at the moment, um, with a lot of people globally being, you know, being forced to work from home, I think we'll see that a lot of companies will find um, alternative ways of doing stuff. I think, I mean, you get all, um, there's all different type of things happening now with communication, right? You have, you have, um, you have online uh, lunches. People are, are meeting, you know, online through, through, um, through, uh, different type of, of apps like, like um, I don't know, Google Hangouts or House Party or whatever it might be, uh, you know, sharing a glass of wine or, or talking in the evening. And, and the newest one I saw was that you see even, even musicians are finding, you know, a new way to reach out to an audience through, 
through uh, online concerts with you know with perfect sound and and everything and 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 presenting this and it's optional to pay and I mean even even some of them are are earning more <laughs> earning more from these online concerts than than actually live concerts. So if we transfer this kind of trends that are happening in our social life outside of work uh, into kind of a work um, work environment. I think I think we definitely will find that people can can uh, uh, that companies will will you know have new solutions and so on uh, to this, and and we'll find that they will they will have a you know a change in in certain areas of where they work at least. I think the going digital is it's taking over everything, like Morton said. Um, it always surprises me when I get a call from somebody on the team asking if they can buy a printer. I don't own a printer. Um, now, granted, I have one at the office and I use it maybe once a month at the very most. And so I feel like naturally we are going full digital. I know a lot of conferences you attend now, you get a name tag and then they tell you to download the app on your phone. Um, and so I feel like most of the, the world is moving digital, but there are a few things that I don't think you can ever completely go away from paper on. Um, for example, I print a few things out that are really valuable to me and I put them on my bulletin board in my office because it's really helpful for me to reference those. And I don't have a computer monitor to just hold that data all the time, but it certainly has cut way back. Uh, adding on to Ellen, uh I do agree. I mean, I don't think we can go completely paperless. Uh, so when you say paperless, you're literally talking about paper there and not just moving from an office, I'm, I'm assuming, because if you want to go paperless, well, I've been kind of paperless for some time. I've, I, I've been signing all my documents digitally for the last four years. Uh, I don't remember the last time I printed something out just for some signing and scanning out. So, and uh, my team members, they no longer print drawings. Uh, they just have additional two monitors for them. So they have the drawings on uh, the soft copy there. Earlier they used to do is they have a big printout and they used to mark everything and then they used to do the design on the computer. They used to enter it onto their PC, but now they just have two extra monitors so that one of them has schedules, one of them has drawings. So yeah, going paperless, I think it's about time. But on the other side, if if you're talking about moving out of an office setup, it's 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 a yes and no for me. I don't think we can ever completely move it because I'm I'm inherently a, a, a I teach and I present a lot and. Uh, a lot of things which I do depends on how people see me move my hands or how where I'm looking and all these things. So I, I don't know, and this is how uh, uh, the audience understands which part I'm trying to focus on. So uh, yeah, that's that's that for me. I, uh, just real quick, sorry, Tommy. I was just gonna say that um, that is really interesting though that I didn't think about before is that the fact that we've gone paperless for the most part means we can work in much smaller workspaces as well, which lends us to uh, working from home very much so. I'm sorry, Tommy, go ahead. No, no, you're fine, you're fine. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to agree a little bit with Vinya here. Uh, I think that, uh, I mean, even though this 
it's not really available for everybody, uh, all the team offices throughout the world, globally. Uh, I think uh, one of the main challenges of doing this uh, is based in culture and how you work, uh, and, and really the uh, cultural readiness and stuff, so adapting processes and ways of working, rather than you know, just having uh, uh, easy access to technology. So I do think that humans are creatures of habit. Uh, in Venus' case, it was basically uh, him um, uh, uh, being used to be uh, in front of a crowd, perhaps, to, to, uh, to express himself. Uh, for myself, I'm also kind of an office animal uh, at heart. Uh, I am trying to adapt still, uh, and I find that uh, even if there's technology available, it is more about uh, aligning uh, other people to that technology. And I think that uh, officers that are not used to this, uh, uh, that don't have really a champion or really a, a mindset to change the way they work, would be facing challenges in trying to just uh, go from paper to digital in a sense and moving out of, from the offices. Yeah, I was just about to, uh, just a quick comment uh, to, to, um, to this also that I really agree that um, building, building a work uh, culture, uh, as, as Tommy was talking about, is tougher online than it is, you know, um, uh, in an office. So, so I really agree on, on that one. I think that we'll find ways to communicate certain type of meetings that's been um, that's been held face to face. But but you know the the water cooler and the coffee machine talk and and building that in office culture is much tougher to do online. And this is um, also the reason why I you know I must agree that I like to get into the. Um, the office that we have here in Norway, I mean, there's there's no specific reason for me to travel in there apart from meeting co-workers and so on, because all, all my activity is online or in travels, but still, um, but but still, you know, getting in there and, and, and talking to people and meeting colleagues face to face uh, is it's something that I, I, I agree is important and will be important in the future. Now, I can understand uh, Morton's point of view because whenever he's come to our office, he just doesn't leave. He likes it too much there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, just stay at the coffee machine chatting all day. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, that was a joke. Everybody goes like, how can you admit that online? <laughs> this is going to be published. <laughs> That's another, another thing we're working remotely. Things don't always translate very well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, water cooler talk is a huge piece that tends to be missing when you work from home. So how do you stay in touch and communicate and combat that feeling of isolation? Um, can you talk about a couple of different uh, methods or approaches that you have? I think first and foremost, you have to over communicate with people. Um, you can't be afraid to call people. You can't be afraid to email them, Skype them, whatever methods of communication you have. Uh, I find that sometimes I'm sitting at my desk and I'm like, I have a question about something. I don't know what to do. And sometimes my instinct is to come back to it, but I have to take care of it then and call somebody and ask them 
Um, so I think reaching out to people, taking that initiative, not just waiting for them to reach out to you, really helps you stay in touch with people and not feel like you're just working alone. I find now compared to the beginning of my time at Alpha Abla, I'm on the phone all day long. I talk to people all the time. So I don't feel isolated for the most part, but I understand somebody who's newly working from home, they're used to just being able to turn to somebody next to them and ask them a question. You don't have that um, when you work from home. So you have to take the initiative to reach out. Our team has gotten really into this, um, especially right now. I mean, we've always worked from home for the most part with myself as an exception, but we're actually going to do a virtual happy hour this coming Friday just as a way to get us all on the phone, hang out, chat, kind of fill that void of um, the water cooler talk, as we've said a couple times now. Uh, so that's my advice, and those are my tips for how, how I think to improve on that and make work, not just work, but also fun and get to know your coworkers better. Oh, I completely agree with Erin. I mean, so when we were in the office setup here, uh, we used these tools to transfer information or Skype is for any of the Skype as an agenda, emails as a subject. So it's all, the, the, if you're working remotely, you need to have, use these tools uh, to have a personal interaction as well. Like Erin said, yeah, completely agree. Yeah, and I also do agree. Uh, I find that, when I first started working remotely, the, uh, whenever I reached out to, to people, it was more or less basically what you were saying. Uh, it was very transactional by focus. Uh, I needed something, so I reached out, and then uh, they got me what I needed, and then I just got on with it. But really, I think that, uh, like you guys are saying, maybe more informal communication through these channels, whether it's uh, uh, Zoom or, or, or Facebook or, or social media in general, or even Skype, uh, really, uh, could be used for more than just uh, words, really, uh, and to really to build that culture you guys were talking about before. I think really think that uh, there's a lot of potential, and uh, uh, you just have to have the right mindset to go there, uh, especially if you if you come from an office environment, in a sense. So you've all mentioned uh, a couple of tools. Um, so I, I guess, what tools are you using to keep communication going or project manage? Um, the ongoing projects that you have? Um, well, Trello, as as we've, Trello is really interesting. I think Trello is starting to become very popular. And for those that don't know, Trello is a way to manage projects and you have things like lists and cards that are part of those projects and a whole group can share them and move them around. So you know that if you are waiting on someone to do something, um, you can watch your Trello board, as they call it, uh, and, and see the progress that somebody is making, or you know when it has moved into your court, and it frees up email a little bit for the maybe the more critical emails. Um, and we've also started using Slack in the United States, uh, which is a great communication tool for like group communication. Uh, we talk about uh, problems that are going on. We talk about ideas, sometimes just general chit chat, you know, uh, how is your Thursday going, that kind of thing. Um, there's a lot of really good tools out there. Slack is pretty new to us, but so far, I really like it. Uh, Tommy, I don't know how you feel about Slack. Uh, I actually quite like Slack a lot. Uh, I've actually, I'm actually using it uh, uh, privately as well to keep in touch with some of my friends. 
so another used environment. Uh, I haven't made use of other features yet, especially since I've only been uh, on it on a private basis. But I, what I've seen so far in terms of uh, features, uh, there's a lot of integrations uh, available. Uh, you can upload files, you can upload threads, uh, discuss among the team. And uh, I think the best part is that it's searchable. So <laughs> instead of sending an email uh, and then you know just getting lost in a sea of well, uh, literally thousands of other emails, you can definitely use Slack as a one uh, point of proof and get back there whenever you want to refresh on uh, yourself on a discussion you had maybe half a year ago. Uh, so I really do like it. Morton, how about yourself? Well, mostly uh, when it comes to work, it's mostly um, Skype for business, either, you know, uh, having meeting through Skype or um, or the messenger. So we chat a lot between um, if you just want to get a quick answer from somebody, usually you do a chat or even just a good morning and, and these type of things. Um, when it comes to managing tools for for um, for uh, you know managing your tasks for the day or anything like this, I use uh, Priority Matrix uh, is one that I use. I also use Trello. Um, those are probably the one that I use the most for for um, for uh, for work. Then you have. Um, uh, and then you have other other type of of media that you use, you know, privately. Of course, you have everything from from uh, you know looking up things on Instagram, LinkedIn. You follow. You can do uh, you know certain things on Facebook, WeChat, and whatnot. So, uh, yeah. Uh. It's Skype for Business uh, for usual meetings and uh, chats, as Morton said. Uh, but I'm 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 kind of used to some other tools which uh, which I could not fully use in Asadlo yet. Um, I think they would be coming. So uh, personally, I used to. I mean, even for managing my both my work and uh, my personal, I had a tool personally called Wonderlist, which I don't use for work anymore here. That's uh, a permission thing. Uh, but OneNote is something which I really miss. Uh, OneNote had some really good collaborative features in terms of checklists and uh, things like this. We're just waiting for OneNotes to be activated in EMEA, which which is which is really helpful. Uh, teams can collaborate really well with checklists, to-do lists. So right now we emulate that on our common Excel sheets and servers that are managed by my entire team. Uh, and that's how tasks are assigned. Uh, they check in with those. But on the other hand, uh, for your immediate communication, all of us here use uh, WhatsApp. Uh, we have a, a lot of mini groups within, uh, depending on the function. So let's say we 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 are starting a new project. We 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 want a new project, and so we want to build with that team. So those team members are there in a separate group, and uh, almost everyone here uses uh, WhatsApp. That's funny because um, so I've just recently started using WhatsApp and I feel like the United States is behind on this. I feel like it's a very popular app outside the U.S. or maybe even the Americas. 
that a lot of other countries use it. And uh, uh, we're just kind of getting started. And there's certainly people that don't even know it exists here. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's yeah, it's just funny that the, what different countries use um, instead is interesting. But um, I just want to jump in and say too that we are using a lot of tools like like GoToMeeting, WebEx, Zoom to also communicate with customers. A big part of our business is going out and um, meeting customers in person, and that certainly involves a fair amount of travel. Um, and since right now nobody's traveling, or even when traveling doesn't make sense, maybe you only have one appointment um, in a city that you'd have to fly to, we certainly use tools uh, that allow for screen sharing and presentation modes uh, virtually. Um, and there's always a danger of doing things virtually because you can't see other people's faces. Things don't translate well, like jokes, things like that. But uh, that's a big part of the business too, is working with customers via those uh, screen sharing softwares. That's too funny. Um, for me, it's hard to shut down when I'm working from home since work is only a step away. Do you find that it's the same for you? I mean, how do you shut down at the end of the day? Um, I think, you know, in the times that we're in, um, yeah, and I, I don't mean right now, but in general with, with you know, people being more, um, you're, you're always accessible, right? You're always uh, just, um, just uh, you know, um, a minute away from from talking to somebody online you, you're um, you know uh, you have the technology at your fingertip uh, at every time so I guess it's it's this question is is also relates to to how you shut down in general so uh, but when it comes to when it comes to work um, uh, I think it's it's important that you're structured on on when you do other things, so that you, I mean, turn off your computer. Uh, me personally, I I forget about the um, the work as soon as I start something else. It's not a big problem for me, but I I find myself being constantly on. I I really recognize what you're saying when it when it comes to you know, just doing that email uh, at eight o'clock or nine o'clock or doing yeah. that meet late meeting because, you know, the computer is there, you're there. Um, so it's more about being, you know, it's no, more about being a bit strict when it comes to, um, okay, so between this and this. So I have like, in general, I have kind of a rule that I try to have a space uh, between four o'clock and nine o'clock or four o'clock and eight at least where I where I don't have any work related activity so that's because I have three kids right I have uh, um, three boys from from nine to thirteen and uh, and a wife so it's important for me to spend some time with the kids also uh, between these hours so I try to avoid having um, having meetings in in well 
around these hours. So especially from, you know, six, seven ish to have nothing going on at that point. Uh, and then I can tap in later uh, if I want to. So, so that's how I, how I do that. Yeah. Creating those healthy boundaries. Um, yeah. And, and, and scheduling the work. So not just jumping in at every second to do something. It's okay to work evenings. At least for me, it doesn't stress me to work evenings, but, um, but it should be something that I planned for. So not just going in looking at that email or or so on and if i go in looking at emails um from time to time i keep myself from answering them because as soon as you answer and you get an answer at the other end you, you just keep going so, <laughs> these type of things uh i i agree with morton uh but this is there's a small difference in the way it is right now for me so earlier when I used to work out remotely, uh, you know, the moment you come back home, you're shut down. Uh, now you are at home and uh, my, uh, my family traveled for their holiday uh, before they closed the international border. So now I see that and, and with, the, with the EMEA division, with the time differences, uh, I find everyone I know is working at times I shouldn't be. So like now it's 8 p.m. here and uh, well, oh, I'm still on the podcast, so, uh, yeah. I agree with both of you, actually. I think it's all about setting a structure and uh, basically more than what you were saying, in a sense, when, when you're talking about the no work zone, in a sense, between 4 p.m. to 9 p.m., it's basically how it would look like uh, where you could go to an office and get to go home for a day, right? So uh, that's basically what I'm trying to do uh, from my end. I'm trying to uh, see how things were uh, back when I was in an office, in a sense, and try to emulate that environment, whether it's uh, starting work at 8 a.m. Uh, instead of uh, earlier, since uh, you basically have the laptop in front of you at all times, uh, very uh, nearby at least. So, and then getting off work at 5 p.m. And I kind of find it useful to uh, schedule an activity that starts privately on a, uh, on a private basis at exactly, for example, at 5 p.m., uh, read a book, maybe, or watch a TV show, uh, catch up with a friend, perhaps, uh, uh, so on and so forth. That kind of makes it easier to break out of uh, work mode, in a sense. So I actually struggle with this particular issue the most uh, out of uh, uh, all other challenges I have uh, kind of uh, encountered. Uh, after uh, starting to work remotely. So uh, just setting a structure, and if it helps, try to emulate uh, uh, the environment that you are used to, in a sense, but for yourself. Uh, it's basically becoming your own boss in a, in a way uh, and controlling your days and not let uh, technology, uh, like you're saying, more than control you. Those are all amazing points. I think everybody... I think everybody who works from home a lot figures that out. But yeah, if you're newly working from home, um, it can be startling. And the best advice I ever heard anybody say, if you have this option, if you actually have an office, is when the day is over, you shut your door. You, you walk out, you shut the door, and you don't let yourself go back in the room. I've heard that from uh, tons of people over the years that they do that. So that seems to be a fairly common practice. 
Okay, actually, it looks like we are out of time, Paul, and the development team will be using this channel. <laughs> so oh, um, I'm doing the wrong meeting, I see. I yeah. just joined whatever the session. Okay. <laughs> All right. Technology. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, the dangers of technology. One last tip. Don't forget to set up a virtual meeting with restricted access, or you may find yourself with unexpected guests. We appreciate you listening to Dory to Bim. Tune in next time. <laughs> Thank you so much. Right. For okay. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, uh... <laughs>